I went MIA for the entire of summer 2022 and it was the best thing I ever did. As an extrovert, it was the hardest thing I ever did. I have been missing in action for about three and a half months. So that includes the entire of July, all of August, all of September and halfway through of October. I've only just sort of come out of my hibernation period. I am here today in a car because I thought if I'm in the house, you know, there's people talking in the background and I didn't want any kind of interruptions. Yeah, I've got myself a little microphone. As you can see, I don't have the studio anymore at Fuse FM, unfortunately, because I have graduated university. I graduated with a mathematics degree. Yeah, anyway, anyway, right. I've got my little notebook here with all my notes and we're going to get into it. So in this podcast, I will talk about why I went MIA, what I did during that period and the kind of effects that it's had on me now after coming out of hibernation. I was going through some stuff earlier this year, so I decided to see a counsellor and I thought if I did it in a certain space where you know it can't be told to anybody else this person doesn't know me has no right to judge me and i could just you know it's time once every two weeks once every few weeks to vent to somebody about things i'm going through if you know me in real life i'm a very bubbly happy character and i think it's something i portray the thing is a lot of people do say i'm very easy to read though so when i'm feeling sad you can tell i'm sad if i'm happy you can tell i'm happy Uh, anger whatever it is to my counselor i was explaining you know what i was going through whatever it was and she asked me a question and it really stuck with me she went garima do you love yourself and i said yeah up until the age of 16 i did have kind of you know, looks-wise, I wasn't very happy with who I was, which I'm sure a majority of us go through during puberty or teenage years or whenever it is. And I learned to love my exterior. I talk nicely to myself. Whatever I've been given, I own it. Whatever it is, of course, we've all got insecurities, but I don't let it get me down too much. We all have those days, though. I think I'm an, I'm, I like who I am as a person. I think I'm a kind person. I always want the best for everybody around me. And she was staring at me, and she went, Karima, if you loved yourself the way that you're telling me that you do, would you have let yourself be put in that situation or be treated like that or be caught up in that drama? And I I just looked at her and I said, you're right. You've you've done it again, haven't you? You've only gone and done it again. Let's call her Jane. Jane, you have hit the nail right on the head. You're right. Self-love isn't just about loving the exterior or borderline loving who you are it's much deeper than that it's loving who you are as a person deep down inside knowing your worth knowing what you stand for knowing what you deserve and just knowing who you are what she said really stuck with me my counselor what she told me i thought i loved myself all these years i didn't at all so i made it my mission to understand who i was refined that's even a word who i am make some hobbies, educate myself, learn to love myself, and what better time than post-uni summer, where I've got no distractions. I literally by myself at my family home. Obviously, I've got my family here, 
but I've got my own room, I've got my own space to just focus on me. So essentially what I wanted to work on was my self-love and that includes being able to set boundaries without feeling mean. I found this very hard, I still do, I'm still working on it, I'm not perfect at all, I never will be, but you know. Setting boundaries without feeling mean, I, this has been a constant in my entire life going out of the way for people, wanting everyone to like me, you know, people pleasing to the point where it's actually ridiculous. Nobody has respect for you when you are not able to set boundaries. And I've learned that throughout my life. Not being able to set boundaries and people pleasing has got me nowhere in life. Literally nowhere. Setting boundaries is a huge thing in my life that... A lot of my friends have told me, my parents have told me, my sister, who's younger than me, and she's amazing at setting boundaries. I've learned a lot from her. It's never it's never bad to learn from people younger than you, you know. Like it's you should look at everybody around you regardless of age and take the good things from them and learn from the bad things. If you're able to set boundaries in your life, you will find that you avoid a lot of drama. With me, I have attracted a lot of drama in my life. A big majority of it I'd say is from me not being able to set boundaries because first of all people take advantage and not just that people kind of build up this sense of resentment towards you because it's kind of like Karima like come on like I can literally like play you around like a puppet because you'll say yes or you have a hard time saying no or whatever it was to be fair having said that I have got better in the past year I've learned to stand up for myself when it comes to my friends oh my good I will go out of my way all right for my friends if any if any of them have been treated wrong I will go out of my way. But for myself, I found that very hard up until this year. So I wanted to kind of build on that even more over the summer. With setting boundaries and being kind and people-pleasing, I never want to stop being kind. I think it's the nicest thing that you can do for people, whether that's putting a smile on their face or making them feel involved um, in any sort, whether it's a social gathering, you know, making them feel a part of something, whatever it is. I don't want to stop that part of me. However... I didn't think that being kind and setting boundaries goes hand in hand. That is completely incorrect. Of course they go hand in hand and can go hand in hand. The difference is that you're being kind without people taking advantage of you or kind of knowing, oh, we will do that. She doesn't have any boundaries. She's not going to say no. That's not okay with me anymore. I'm learning. I'm learning a lot. Another thing is my only form of humour, majority of the time, was self-deprecating jokes. Don't get me wrong, I like to throw them in here and there, but literally, my sense of humour was making people laugh solely on bringing myself down. That was it. You might not think that has a big difference on you if you do that, but if you do that constantly, you just have a... It's a cycle. You know when you do something more than once, on repeat... Sorry, I keep burping, God. I literally downed my chai before I came in, so I keep burping. The more that you do those self-deprecating jokes, you kind of associate that with yourself. So I think subconsciously, I just thought, you know, I'm just a laughing stock. I'm, I'm just, I'm literally, my purpose is for people to laugh at me, not with me, at me. That is not a nice way to live because I think that is one of the big indicators of why I didn't have that self-love that I was talking about at the start. And I really want to get rid of that. Obviously, I do... I do it here and there. A little bit of self-deprecating humour doesn't hurt anyone. But when that's your only sense of humour, I'm telling you subconsciously, it does stuff to you. So I've stopped that to 
you know, a large extent. But yeah, finding how to crack jokes and making people laugh without bringing yourself down is a skill. And, you know, that's something I've, I've been working on as well. And it's actually done good for me because I did meet up with a couple of friends about a week or two ago. And I was able to crack jokes and make them laugh without bringing myself down. And it was a huge achievement for me. I think you should always celebrate little wins that you've got, no matter how small it is, whether it's um, somebody I know, they have a really hard time making phone calls, for example. And, you know, it's it's a big deal for them making a phone call. It is, it's hard. So, you know, there was a time when they did end up making a phone call to either book a, something for a restaurant, like a book a table. And I was so proud of them. Little things, you should always, always, always talk nicely to yourself. Celebrate your little wins. Life is too short. And even if it's seen as easy for somebody else, but not easy for you, or if somebody else is having a hard time with something, and you think, oh, that's easy, it doesn't matter. We're all different. We've all got little struggles that other people might find easy. Like, for example, with me, public speaking is a huge fear of mine. If I'm talking to people, like I said, I'm an extrovert, so talking to people one-to-one in little groups absolutely love it have no problem with it whatsoever you put me on a stage and I talk I get very frightened however I'm working on that I want to work on that I want to improve so but other people might find public speaking easy as pie I know a lot of people who actually find that easier than talking to people one-to-one so we've all got different strengths and weaknesses it's about strengthening your strengths and working on your weaknesses And like I said, my weaknesses is being able to set healthy boundaries without feeling mean inside. I just had to keep reminding myself that setting boundaries is not a bad thing. I'm not harming anybody in doing that. All I'm doing is protecting my peace, my sanity, and avoiding future drama and conflict or any sort of resentment towards the other person either way. So what was I up to during my missing in action period? Um... So I'd finished university middle of June, I think that was around my last exams, Um, and so it was my summer holidays. I stayed in Manchester for all of June, the rest of June, and I came back home in July, and I decided to do a, I mean I wanted to carry on doing things with my podcast, obviously I absolutely love doing this. So, you know, I was making my little reels, I made a TikTok account for my Been There Done Chat, I made an Instagram well, the answer I'd made prior, but I started posting more on that. And obviously I hadn't had any content because, you know, I was going through this thing during the end. I want, I wish I'd filmed way more podcasts. I've got so many episodes and guests that I want to bring on. However, I'm going to have to do it online or potentially if I go up to Manchester. We'll see how that goes. So I was doing a little bit more, getting more in touch with my podcast, planning different episodes, talking to different guests that I potentially want on. Another thing is... If you know me in real life, this is a shocker. I ordered some books. Don't I know? I have never read a book in my life. I'm serious. Okay, wait, like, I've read like Spot the Dog, right? But that's not... I'm talking like a big girl book. Do you know what I mean? Like ones with like lots of words and lots of pages. Right, with reading, right? I went to a grammar school. So everybody had read books. And I used to think it was cool to not read books so I remember in year seven everyone would talk about you know they've read all of Harry Potter or have you read this book guys have you read that book or whatever and I used to think it was a flex to not read books it's not a flex Garima 
I don't know why you thought it was a flex. I genuinely used to think I was so cool. Again, that's Loki tying into self-deprecation. I don't know whether it was I wanted to be centre of attention, or I genuinely thought it was cool. I Probably a bit of both. The reason why I wouldn't read books was because I found a very hard time concentrating. My last episode was living with ADHD, so that was very... I saw it as a huge task. However, this time... If you know with ADHD, if you listen to my podcast, you'll know that one element of ADHD is hyper-focusing. When you really want to do something or achieve something or are into something and you've got ADHD, you will do it. Nothing will stop you. You will hyper-focus. You will do it. So I thought, do you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order, order some books. Number one thing I did was, I know that I like non-fiction. When it comes to fantasy films or books, I mean, I tr- I've tried to read the fourth Harry Potter first. I don't know why I did that, but I just thought it was cool. I remember I was in year four and I went to the library and it was the fattest book in the library and I brought it back and everyone was angry with me because I was reading the fourth one first, but I thought it was cool and I thought I knew better when I didn't and I read one sentence and I gave it back to the library, so I don't know what... went online and I said, easy to read non-fiction books and I picked up Atomic Habits and that's something I've been reading. Trying to do one page a night, you'll know as well with ADHD. You, I mean, just in general, even the book says it itself, if you do a tiny bit every day, by the end of the year, you're going to be 37% better than you were before, rather than doing, you know, one huge chunk here, one huge chunk there, and then Sunday not doing anything at all. If you if you make it as easy as possible, you can achieve it. If you know me as well, I absolutely love Michael Jackson, so I thought I'd order his bio- autobiography as well, Moonwalk. Moonwalker? Moonwalk? God. It's Moonwalk. It's Moonwalk. So I ordered his autobiography because I thought, okay, right gonna get this one called atomic habits it's about you know creating habits and it's quite easy to read and i've also ordered his autobiography i've also ordered another one about like relationships so reading that is one way i got into self-love because not only am i learning something i'm also creating a habit and another hobby and when you've got hobbies confidence comes through hobbies like a little bit of confidence comes through a lot of things in your life but one of them i believe definitely comes through hobbies and i didn't feel like apart from this podcast i didn't feel like i had many hobbies which is Honestly, it makes me feel sad to even say, like, obviously, I like a bit of baking here, a little of, a little bit of cooking, some drawing, whatever it was, here and there, but not a proper hobby in the sense of something that I do often, a lot of time, it's not, it's, with those things, I would just do maybe once a year, once every few months, but I wanted to genuinely make a hobby out of that, which was, which wasn't my podcast. Another thing is, I made my dream morning and night routine. I can't explain how important a morning and night routine is and how it contributed to self-love. It really, really, really is a time for you to be by yourself and to work on yourself. So with me and my morning routine, I added in meditation and it's, it is very hard if you haven't done meditation before and you started to literally just start with 30 seconds and then every day maybe increase it by five seconds do like a minute one day and then by the end of the week do two minutes and every week maybe change it by one minute little changes and that's really helped calm me down I feel like I'm very hyperactive my emotions are heightened a lot if I'm angry I'm very angry if I'm sad I'm very sad if I'm happy I'm very happy and meditation has really helped me to kind of calm down and bring all my senses together another thing is I 
worked on my physical health. I hadn't worked out. I mean, I, I, I did join the gym earlier this year, but I wasn't too consistent. I, I went every day for about two weeks and then I'd go once every two weeks here and then. I wanted to do something small every day. So I literally did like a little five minute workout um, some mornings, but then I ended up changing it to the nighttime routine. I'll talk more about morning and evening routines in another episode, but that was another thing I did. Morning and evening routine, amazing. It's time for you to look after yourself. Well, that's a bit of your skincare as well, a bit of yoga, a bit of exercise, drinking water, eating good, whatever it is. So I had my dream morning routines. Another thing I did was... So like I said, self-help books. I also watch self-help videos. Now, The Wizard Liz, she has helped me so much with confidence, with setting boundaries, with loving myself, with understanding that it's okay to be alone. It's not just her, it's so many more, you know, YouTubers and TikTokers that have helped me so much and give, provided me with different insights. Michelle Diaz, Brini Lee... Anna Bay, when it comes to confidence and knowing your worth and not settling for less and not praising the bare minimum and being so strong in yourself that you don't feel the need to be around certain people or certain energies or certain spaces. As an extrovert my entire life, I constantly have felt the need to be around people in the sense that I hated being alone. Alone in my room, I just kind of I have no idea what to do apart from just sit and watch YouTube, but I feel very uncomfortable. I'd rather be with people. I'd rather be out and about doing stuff. Um, Social gatherings, human interaction is my thing. I absolutely love it more than anything in the world. So this summer was also a time for me to kind of be okay with being alone and learn that it's okay to have alone time. It's it's where you recharge. It's where you work on yourself. It's where you, you know, spend time with yourself. Because at the end of the day, if no one else is there, you've wrought yourself. So I had to really learn to love my own company. So that was another thing. And that really also helped me love myself more. Because I was more connected to myself. I did have to sort a couple of things with university. But... In that other time, I literally didn't see any friends. Honestly, I didn't leave my house unless it was for my daily walks. It really helped me connect with myself more. I mentioned I was an extrovert. Like I said, I've come out of hibernation. And on my daily walk, I decided to go to a new cluster that's open near, near me. It was on my period. I shouldn't really have caffeine anyway because it just puts me to sleep. But um, I have tea, but not really coffee. Um, so I didn't go for their new kind of coffee latte thing. I don't really know how it works anyway with coffee. Um, I wanted to get a hot chocolate. I left my house and I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go for a white hot chocolate with mint syrup. So I was really excited. Walked to the Costa, went in. And bearing in mind, this is my first human interaction with somebody who wasn't my parents and my sister. So, I mean... I would smile at people on the roads on my daily walks, but this is the first proper conversation I've had, right? So I go in, and I actually had my friend Isha on FaceTime. Shout out to you. You. I can't say the words. I had her on FaceTime. So I went up to the till, and said, okay, we don't actually have mint syrup. So I was like, what do you recommend? And he went, do you know what? I'd say gingerbread's quite nice. So I was like, oh, go for that, please. Medium with marshmallows. Yeah. Paid for it. Got it, left the store on FaceTime with Isha. I've realised that I, ha- I that they gave me the wrong drink. 
absolutely devastated. And obviously, I was on my period, so my emotions are heightened anyway. I was, I was just like, I was really upset, guys. I can't lie. They gave me a plain milk hot chocolate with gingerbread syrup. They did do that, though, to be fair. But not the white hot chocolate. No marshmallows. I was absolutely devastated. And like I said, I was on my period. So I was literally going to cry. And Isha was like, Grima, go back and ask them. And usually, as the extrovert I was before this MIA period, I wouldn't have had an issue with that. I was terrified to walk back into the Costa. Absolutely terrified. And honestly, if I didn't have Isha on FaceTime with me, forcing me to go, she's like, Grima, what's wrong with you? Go and ask. Like, you paid for this drink. But I was just terrified to go back in. I don't know what came over me. I just thought, this has never happened before. If I've got something like an order wrong or if I'm at a restaurant and, you know, I kindly asked them and, you know, asked them to give me the right thing or maybe they made a mistake, whatever it is. I was terrified. And honestly, shout out to Isha, my girl. She forced me to go and she was shouting at me. And it took me so, guys, it took me so long to walk back into the Costa. It took so long. I was literally walking back and forth on the street. I probably like a weirdo. Walked back in. Hi, I think I think I've got the wrong order. I asked for white hot chocolate, and you gave me a milk hot chocolate. And you didn't give me marshmallows, so I said, "Oh, no worries." Took it, gave me a new one. They didn't give me the marshmallows, did they? Okay. I just thought I was on Facebook with Isha. I said, "I can't go back up again. I can't do it." She was like, "Karima, go! Come on, you've you've been you know you've been craving this hot chocolate from the morning. Go and do it." So I, uh, I took everything with me again, and I went. Excuse me, I didn't get my marshmallows, so they gave me marshmallows on the side. I was drinking my hot chocolate, put my marshmallows in. They didn't put the gingerbread in, did they? Again, I was like, I can't go back and again. You don't understand, this was like really hard for me. It, I'm saying this very quickly, this happened over the space of... It took me two hours to walk to my local Costa and back, when it's literally a five minute walk away, because I was so scared to ask them for the right thing. And so, I went up again... You know, they pumped in the two um, gingerbread syrups, syrup into my hot chocolate, took it, finally got my order right, and I walked off, and I I was literally like, Grima, where are my social skills gone? This is the, and I was like, it's probably one of the only things that I've got is my communication skills with people. What is going on? Like, what is going on? And I realised I've been in hibernation for too long. So yes, it's helped me, you know, learn to set boundaries and love myself from the inside and work with myself and discover who I was again. But I'd lost the extroverted side of me. So I thought, you know, it's time to come out of hibernation. So yes, I've gained more self-love from the inside. But on the other hand, I've lost what I used to have, which was my communication skills with the public. So I thought, do you know what? What I'm going to do from now on is I'm out of hibernation now. I can't do this anymore. I'm going to go socialise. And even on my daily walks, I make sure to, if I'm, you know, dropping off a vintage parcel, I make sure to have a casual conversation with the post again. And I've started to do that now and it's all coming back to me now. So what I'm going to do from now on is this whole working on myself thing, it's not over. It's not over at all. I'm going to balance it now obviously go and socialize but still dedicate time solely for myself which is so important dedicate time with your friends of course but self-love and that time where you just reconnect with yourself you, you might not even need to work on yourself even if it's just a self-care evening you know having time alone is so important so that was kind of a little negative of being an extrovert but to be honest it's not a negative because it was just a little downfall you just have to pick yourself back up so like I said I've been picking myself back up by talking to people who are not you know my parents and my sister a positive thing about that I no longer feel the need 
to be around people. Does that make sense? The need to constantly be around people, I should say. Before, I always needed to be around people. I hated being by myself. The idea of sitting in my room by myself just made me feel sick inside. I hated it. I felt so uncomfortable that I would literally start talking to the wall as though it's a person. I know I probably looked crazy, but that was my way to deal with it. But now I've really learned to love my alone time. Obviously not all the time now because, you know, it can get a little bit lonely or whatever it is. I do need to get out the house. But I look forward to that now. If I've had a social outing now, I look forward to coming home and, you know, doing my skincare and sitting in bed and watching some YouTube or reading a book or, you know, I look forward to having self-care nights with some music or a podcast playing in the background. So I don't feel the need to constantly... Don't get me wrong, I still love being around people. I love human interaction. I love seeing my friends. I love seeing, you know, general public people all around. But I don't feel the constant need, which I think is an improvement, I'd say. I now also value my peace and my energy and my time a bit more. I don't know if I was constantly, you know, going to different places and constantly putting myself in situations to not feel that empty space. But now I don't feel the need to. Now if I want to spend some time with somebody, it's because I genuinely want to. Or if I want to be in a certain social gathering, it's because I force myself because I spent too much time alone and I want to do that. And also, going MIA, I think the best thing that has come out is that because I'm not constantly around people anymore, you know, I, I kind of balance it. I've got my alone time and I've got time with people. When I do go out and meet people, it's so much more exciting in the same way, when I do have alone time, it's so much more exciting. And I value that time even more than before. I think before, yes, I loved being around people, but I don't think I valued it as much as I should have. I just kind of had it as like, it's just an exciting thing. But now I feel so grateful when I spend time with my friends or if people want to spend time with me or, you know, if I'm hanging out with my mom or hanging out with my dad or my sister, I value it so much more. I value hanging out with my friends so much more. And I think that is probably the best thing that's come out of this. So the overall outcome is I'm going to continue to have my little time alone, continue to, you know, socialize and balance it out now. I am officially out of hibernation. Um, currently, you know, graduate job searching and hunting um spending quality time working on myself and yes that's it thank you so much for listening to uh, wow that was so rude i re- i really didn't see that coming you know i'm really sorry honestly clicking on this video or if you're listening on spotify just clicking and listening to this means absolutely everything to me you don't understand a little like here a little follow here a rate here even clicking play, it means everything to me. All the little things, it just means so much to me. I'm so, so, so grateful and thankful. As always, I've listed my Been There Done Chat email down below in the description or on Spotify for listening. You can always message me on my personal Instagram, my Been There Done Chat podcast Instagram, which is at BTDC podcast. Message me wherever, honestly. On my TikTok, you can message me or leave comments on any kind of topics that you'd like me to discuss here on my podcast. If you want to be a guest, feel free to message me. I'd absolutely love to have a conversation. The whole idea of this podcast is to gain insights on different perspectives. You know, my little 
slogan thing or how I describe my podcast is life experiences, funny stories and thought-provoking discussions. So anything on that genre, which is basically everything, whether you want to talk about a life experience you've had and you want me to kind of interview you or, you know, have a little debate on something you feel strongly about or even if it's something really lighthearted and fun, I, I am down for anything. Please message me. We'll set something up. Thank you so, so, so much. And I will see you on the next episode. I hope you have a lovely day, night, evening, afternoon, morning, wherever you are. I wish you all the happiness in the world. Thank you so much, guys. And I will see you on the next podcast.